The Los Angeles Police Commission's to-do list just got top-heavy, thanks to one significant new task. With the early retirement of Police Chief Charlie Beck, it'll be up to the commission to interview candidates for the job of running the police department in the nation's second biggest city, and then forwarding the finalist names to Mayor Eric Garcetti for his decision. The commission has had its hands full already, with the five-member board being upbraided by protesters at its public meetings over questionable police shootings and the use of drones. One of the five members is Sandra Figueroa Villa. For nearly 40 years, she's been executive director of El Centro del Pueblo. It's an Echo Park community service group whose work on behalf of ending gang violence has informed her years on the police commission. Now she'll put her hand to the job of choosing the person who, as she likes to joke, will have four stars to her five. Los Angeles will be searching for a new police chief. What qualities will you and the police commission be looking for? The police commission, as we speak, is putting together uh, several meetings to, to get input from the community. But I really am looking forward to listening to, to the community and getting their input. I, mean, I represent community, but I don't represent all communities. There's a lot of voices out there with their opinions. We've, we've had two chiefs from outside the department, one pretty successful, one not successful at all. Do you think it has to be someone from inside the LAPD who understands the unique characteristics of the city and the department? I know the mayor has uh, put forward publicly that he wants a national search. We have 25 other, other cities that have chiefs from LAPD that might be interested. And interested we, in coming back interested to Los in Angeles. coming back to Los Angeles, and we have great and qualified people inside. Los Angeles is one of the biggest Latino cities in the Western Hemisphere. We've had two African American chiefs, but no Latino chief, no woman chief. Are you going to be considering that in particular? I'm not going to be looking for any particular ethnicity or or gender. You know, and I get the politics. I'm very political. I love the politics, and I have my own. Uh, personal uh, view. However, I am on the police commission and I will be reviewing. I have to come in fair and with an open mind. Have you started to hear from people about what they want from a new chief? Some call and say it's time for a Latino chief. Others, it's time for a woman chief. Others, we have to build more trust, um, a visionary, somebody that's going to keep the the, the promises made to the immigrant communities and to the African-American communities, communities of color. Our president, the minute the chief told us he's retiring, the campaign started. People start calling. And Mr. Soboroff said, I talked to 30 people in one evening. This is the head of the, the police commission, Steve, Steve Soboroff. So people want to have input in this process. So timing is everything in life. Timing is everything in, in my profession. Timing is the difference between life and death, success and failure. And now is the right time for me to announce my retirement. Today, I'm announcing that as of June 27th of this year, I'll be retiring from my position of, of chief of police. Chief Beck uh, announcing his early retirement. Um, how, how would you characterize what he said that he's leaving undone? When he said it's time, uh, it's the right time for an, a new leader, it's hopefully it's someone that could 
could continue that path, but also with a vision to make it better. I've been in my position at my agency for over 40 years. I think about that all the time. That's my heart. This department is Chief Beck's heart and soul. And he loves Los Angeles and he loves the LAPD and he, he wants to make sure he leaves it in the right hand. I can see it, it, it's very painful for him to, to retire. Um, but there's also that side of him that he cares and loves it so much, he knows it's time for him to go. He wants to be with his family. That's the other, the, the, the great thing. He's a grandfather now and it's priority. And the dirt biking too. Well, he mentioned the dirt biking, but... An issue in the national consciousness, and has always been in Los Angeles consciousness, is the relationship between the LAPD and immigration. And the LAPD, since Special Order 40 was issued by Chief Daryl Gates in 1979, has said, we're not going to do the immigration department's work for it. We're here to police Los Angeles. We want anybody who lives in Los Angeles to trust us as police officers. How do you think this is shaking out with the kind of enforcement we're seeing under the Trump administration? I am a member of the subcommittee on immigration, and special order hasn't changed the opposite. We, we honor special order. We don't ask, and we don't stop, and we shouldn't ask for uh, status. The problem that I see, though, is ICE does... Um, People think that ICE is the police department. I read that ICE had, on some occasions, put on jackets that said police. They do. They do. And um, as I recall, I believe there was a letter that the mayor sent to ICE and our chief sent to ICE asking them to take that off, not to have that. And we received a letter back and they said, no, we won't. We are police. ICE said they're police. I sent a letter. Mm. Well, they are law enforcement. That's a little different in most people's eyes. That's the problem, and it comes from Washington down. I'm here to support a Charlie Beck getting fired. He's a liar. He's not capable of running this city because it's the most murderous city in Los Angeles. And Chief Beck needs to go. He needs to go down. We had a piece in the Los Angeles Times opinion section just the other day uh, where activists had been quoted as saying that the retirement, early retirement of Chief Beck was their doing, that they're the ones who'd shown up at the meetings of the police commission, that they were the ones who were angry about police uh, shootings and discipline matters, and it was because of them that Chief Beck was retiring. I know for a fact it wasn't the activists forcing the action. When I became a police commissioner, I came in with open eyes. I thought, wow, I could really um, connect with some of what the activists are saying. And I, I get the fear of police. I get all of what they were saying. But now being on the commission for six years and seeing how they conduct themselves and the behavior. I know for a fact Chief Beck was very thoughtful about him leaving on his own terms. No one pushed him out. The activists did not push him out. They had nothing to do with him wanting to leave. What would you like to see the LAPD change or do about the video camera footage, for example, that officers wear? Or 
being more forthcoming about details of officer-involved shootings? I can't really talk about the, the uh, video release because our commission is currently revising and looking at a policy that's going to come out. Uh, right now, uh, most people don't know that we look at all officer-involved shootings that uh, since 2005, we are probably the most transparent police department in the state. When you hear that we don't release officer names, the only time we don't is when it would put an officer in, in lives in danger. We're constantly looking at transparency and ways that we can be more transparent, but there are laws that protect the police officers. Um, the news that Chief Beck released a few days ago about the profile of homicide victims in Los Angeles, they're young, they're non-white, and they're poor. What was your reaction to that? My reaction is that 60% of those are gang-related. Um, and I started doing gang work back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, when it was lots of gang violence. We are not seeing um, enough outcry from the community whenever there's a gang killing. Back in the day, you organized parents of the kids that are getting killed. We used to go to city council to get more resources in our communities. So you have those programs, and then you have all these other programs and activities that the LAPD operates. How do you get the larger part of Los Angeles to care about this? Because you can read these statistics and say, it's gang members killing other gang members. Why should I care about that? because it does affect the community. It makes the city better. You're, you're, we're dealing with kids in poverty, kids that may live in single-family households. There's kids living in cars with their moms and dads. We see a lot of, the police see worst of the worst. We get to counsel and work with and, and refer and, and build resources to make families' lives better. And so if we can save one of those kids from, from being attracted to that lifestyle, it's a big deal. It makes the city better. You mentioned kids who may be living in cars with their parents. Homelessness has just become such a, an exponentially larger problem in Los Angeles. What's the role of the LAPD in this? What should the LAPD be doing about homelessness? Well, people talk about they should not be social workers, that they should be cops, but times are changing. I was on the homeless subcommittee for the commission, and we really talked about the role of police in homelessness. And, and you have to be empathetic. You have to think about what if that's your mother, your father, your brother. And so I really uh, support that our, our cops are involved. But on the other hand, you know, mental health department, their county department, they're the department. ones that have big money. Um, they're the ones that should be leading the charge. How did your sense of the LAPD change from what it was before to now after your years on the commission? Well, we, I lived through Rampart. This is the Rampart scandal. The Rampart scandal, yes. And um, I've lived in Pico Union. I grew up in South LA, so I've lived everywhere. And my experience with the police department was not great. And um, I can tell you stories of, of when the senior lead officer program first started. They, would, they just walked into our house looking for my son. And, and it was just a totally different department. And they did not work with agencies like mine 
who work with gang members because they were they were not good citizens. I have an experience where the gang officers came to my agency and just wanted to come in, and I said, no, you can't do that. They said, yes, we can, and sort of pushed me aside and went inside. I was shocked that that um, when the mayor asked me to sit on this commission, I didn't think about it. I said yes, then I realized what I said yes to, and so that forced me really to take this role on with an open mind and really get to understand why the police do what they did. I never thought I would say this, is we've come a long way as a police department. We have a long way to go, but we've come a long way. And I've really met so many officers don't join the force to shoot anybody. They join it to help people. There are a lot of people in Los Angeles who don't even know there is a police commission. How would you explain the commission's job? to those people? I tell them that we, I wear five stars and Charlie Beck wears four and that I am one of five bosses. And so I have an influence over and a voice uh, with directly with the chief. So if the community needs something, they can call me. What do you hear from people in your community about their thinking about the LAPD? There's more trust. There's a lot more interaction with the police department. Uh, there's a lot more collaboration. But the trust that I have in the community is what really brings this together. It's police shootings that are the source of the most passionate, the most angry, the most tearful public comments at your meetings. What does the commission plan to change to address the frequency of these shootings and maybe the training issues underlying them? I'm also on the use of force subcommittee with uh, Matt Johnson. And we have been really uh, looking at our de-escalation policies, the tactics that lead up to shootings, really looking at other, other ways to deal with without having to, to pull out your weapon. We get to see all the evidence and all the videos, and, and those officers' lives are on the line, and sometimes that, that is their only defense. They have, they have to shoot or get killed. There's public anger and, and, and fear, and I understand it. I don't think that's really changed. But I know what it's like to hug a mom whose kid was just killed um, by a police officer. I'm, I, I listen to the moms and, that come in and, and the parents and the families. And it's a tragedy, but it's also a tragedy on the side of the police officer. You know, I'm really concerned that we take care of our officer right after that happens. And so it has to be very balanced on both sides. Well, Sandra Figueroa Villa, the five-star commissioner on yes. <laughs> the there LA Police go. Commission, thank you so much. No, thank you for inviting me. Pat Morrison Ask is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's engineered by Tim French and edited by Rachel Liralde. The audio moments are from the Los Angeles Times videographers. Subscribe to Pat Morrison Asks and never miss a podcast.